Hello, welcome to Spirit of Success, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tracy Debbie, and I am going to do my Dr. Joe recap episode. I really thought that's what last week was going to be about, but I um, I spoke from my heart and I really wanted to ask you a question and tell you what I think is the most important thing for you to consider moving forward. And I've asked myself that question so many times. And my my answer has was shifting and now I have a really solid um a really solid definition for myself that I personally want to work towards. And um it's really helped give my life more shape and I'll explain how I what what I mean about that. And actually maybe I'll just say now. So one of the things that was um a huge takeaway from Dr. Joe's event was how important intention is. So I think I knew that before and I've known it on different levels, but okay. So I'll give you a quick example of what I mean. So the event was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, Thursday start, we started at like five or six in the afternoon and then every other day was a full day. So Thursday was a pretty good day. It was a short day. Um, I dropped into meditation. It was really easy. I had a good meditation. And then Friday, I something just didn't feel right. Um, everything was okay, but I just felt like something was missing. And throughout the day, I tried different things and it just, it was just okay. And I remember we did a walking meditation to end the day. And everyone was just, you know, I felt like, like, you know, there's so much energy around me and I felt like I was taking energy from the group instead of giving. And I don't like to be in that position and just doesn't feel like me. And, but I just let myself get completely taken away because it was so beautiful that Friday evening, the sunset was like, it was so electric and I just let myself, you know, I just surrendered to it and said, you know, like, what can I do differently? And it was like, I just heard these words like, like, remember intention. And I was like, hmm. So that night I didn't go out and like party with people or anything. I was like, not that anyone does that really, but I was like, I'm going to just sit with myself and, you know, change my intention. And what happened was I thought I had come to the event for one reason. I kept telling myself that this was the reason that's how you know it's your mind making stuff. If you have to keep telling yourself something and it's not a knowing, like a deep knowing, that's how you know it's like a mind made up thing. So it was my ego trying to protect me. I did not know that. And I shouldn't say ego. It was my unhealthy ego because everyone has an ego. I have an ego and I'm not trying to fight it. It's my. It was my unhealthy ego and my compensation patterns that were trying to protect me from going deeper even though I knew that's why I came to Marco Island and I did this event. So Friday night, I completely just surrendered to my heart. And I was like, I keep hearing about this intention. And I got really clear on what my intention was. And it and I was so obvious now, and I don't want to share it yet because it's still kind of downloading. But I shifted my intention and I remember, so Saturday was the next day. I had a completely different day. <laughs> like from the morning onwards, I just had a completely different experience. And I started crying that day and I didn't stop. 
Um, and I really haven't stopped, to be honest with you. And some of the tears I, I was mentioning, and like last week, there's different types of tears. Some of them are definitely emotional, for sure. And some of them are grief. A lot of them are grief. And a lot of them are also just joy, you know. And I've actually <laughs> like realized that you can hold both those emotions at the same time. You can be experiencing grief and you can be experiencing joy at the same time. And I never really was aware of that before. I'm sure I've experienced it before, but to be consciously aware, that's what's happening. When I did that, like my heart like exploded. It was so interesting. And so I'm just sharing this with you just as feedback about how important intention is because I had so many breakthroughs and so many, just so much awareness, self-awareness particularly, but just awareness about the world too and the whole universe and how everything works. And that's just a personal interest of mine. So I think that's why that came to me. But it was so cool just to just to realize how much we are in control of our experience, you know. And Dr. Joe says, you know, this work is about coming up against your like limiting beliefs. Like when do you stop believing that? You know, and if you're really a soul in the journey or if you're really into personal growth and development, where does your belief stop? And for me, I realized where where it stopped. And to take my power back and realize like I'm always in control of my experience and I just had to shift my intention was huge for me because uh, part of what I did at his first event was understand the emotional regulation piece and I am on the path to mastery of that and understanding my own background and the traumatic experiences that I had, um, a few diagnoses that have been thrown out to me have been complex PTSD or CPTSD um, childhood emotional neglect, which is CEN for short. So uh, my brain didn't develop the same way other pe- like other kids' brains developed. Actually, my brain didn't develop in certain areas. But I've been doing this work actually longer than I thought to be able to have my brain look completely different now, which is so crazy. And I just want to take a moment to really acknowledge myself <laughs> because it's, it's been a lot of work. Um, but I'm on the path now to that emotional mastery piece. And so I felt like I had that emotional regulation piece uh, more, uh, more with more awareness, if that makes sense. So that's actually not what this event was truly for me. It was about opening deeper and it was about intentions. And Dr. Joe said this publicly um, about how important intentions are and Privately, I know some people who are in his like inner circle, and um, you know, I was mentioning to one of these people. I feel like he's 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 saying this, but not saying this. But he's saying how important belief is, and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like in you know at our you know team dinners or whatever, like he is preaching, 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 preaching about the importance of belief, and belief is everything. And the way I want to tie this together for you is like, if you're not, let me say this way. So I was able to change a lot of my beliefs because I became aware that there was a different possibility. So for so much of my, you know, younger years, I just thought you felt guilt and shame all the time. I just thought you were depressed. I just thought all these things. But if there's one thing I always had going for me, and my parents will even attest to this. 
I've been a very curious child. I've always been curious and I'm highly observant. So um, another, def- you know, diagnosis thrown out, at, you know, towards me has been like a highly sensitive person or an HSP. So basically my mom used to get so mad because <laughs> she'd go grocery shopping and she'd come back and I would notice the one thing that was different in the pantry or the one, you know, bread that she bought that was different than what we normally like. I would notice those things. It's just in my nature. Um, so why I'm telling you all this is um, is because I've had a, just a different nervous system. My nervous system has been has been different. And so I've just learned to to work with that. And so I'm telling you that I can live a happy, productive life with all these things. And I, you know, if you listen to this podcast, I've had an experience, you know, where I wanted to end my own life. And I've had many healings. And something I haven't talked about so openly and publicly is I never, ever, ever, ever took any medication. I've never taken one single antipsychotic, antidepressant, anything. And I did therapy for a little bit, but I did psychotherapy and not um and not psychiatry. So there was no drugs prescribed to me. I did psychotherapy for, you know, I think I had like six sessions. It That was it. And then I started up, you know, just a few sessions now. But I had a pretty intense, you know, uh, background. And so I'm a high risk um, case. And I've learned just with all these diagnoses and the fact that my brain looked like I went to war, um, which is the complex PTSD. It makes no sense that I should be here talking to you about emotional maturity and uh, emotional mastery, <laughs> you know, without any of those things. So what happened to me? What happened to me is I connected to a very intelligent, loving presence. And I've had this connection a few times in my life. And in those few brief moments, I've completely changed from that. And so I've been scared to own that and say that, but I really believe that this is the future. Things get easier. (laughs) You know, my life has gotten easier as I've gotten older, which is cool, which is something to look forward to. (laughs) And I'm laughing, but I'm also really acknowledging myself and the work that I've done. So a part of what I want to do is share with you how I've been able to do this. So um, what's actually kind of cool too, is I met a bunch of doctors at this event and so we have a little WhatsApp group and we just got off a Zoom call today and we want to bring this information to more people because we know things are changing. People are frustrated. There's a lot of burnout. There's a lot of depression. There's a lot of mental health. And our, like I talked about in yesterday's episode or last week's episode, um, our healthcare system is really just looks at health as the absence of disease. So if you don't have a disease, you're kind of SOL, Right which is shit out of luck. Um, and people don't know what to do with you and you sort of get passed around and then you might see a chronic pain person and that's who, how people ended up in my office. You know, people, I should have been seeing you. You need to go see a therapist. No, I have a therapist. I just don't trust my therapist. What's happening to our system? Why are you in my office? You know, not that I didn't want to see people. I was just like, I don't know if I'm the right person to help you. And they're like, there's nowhere else to go. So obviously I would do my best to help people. But when I got labeled, I, I I went from the pain eradicating chiropractor to the trauma informed chiropractor. That's a problem because this is not my scope, but people had nowhere else to go. And once they found out I could help people, they kept coming and I really couldn't stop it. 
And that's when I knew like we have a problem. We have a problem here that people don't feel like they can go anywhere else. So the healthcare model didn't support the way I wanted to help people. So I just started a, I just started my own business. <laughs> that's how it goes, you know. And so in my coaching, what I do with people now is I really want them to understand, you know, there's a physical um, level of how you experience things in 3D. But then I also want you to understand the energetics behind why you're experiencing it and how you can make a change. So going back to what Dr. Joe was talking about in terms of intentions and belief, it comes down to possibilities. If you don't know something is possible, it's hard to believe in it. But if you know it's possible, then you believe in it. So I'll just share a quick, you know, example from this event. So Dr. Joe was just coming off of a London event. So he was in London. It's his first time in Europe in at least two years. So it was a huge event, massive demand. They ended up doing 2,500 people for a week-long event. And he was showing us a video testimonial that he got. And it's a teenager and he's from India. And gosh, he must be like, I don't know, 17, 18. And he has something called muscular dystrophy. And so there aren't a lot of testimonials of muscular dystrophy with Dr. Joe. So this caught his attention. And um, the video is so cute. So he went with um, his mom. So his mom is filming him. And he came in, he could barely, he was like in a walker and he could barely, he couldn't walk on his own. And just felt really weak. And um, he was, I think he had a, I think he had the coherence healings too. And, you know, he was doing his walking meditation and he said that he just felt something shift. And so his mom is now recording him and he is literally walking on his own. As she's filming him, he's walking on his own, which is incredible. And what I do is I really listen to the words that these people say because it's very important. And she kept asking him, like, how do you feel? How do you feel? And he was like, I just, I don't know. I feel amazing. He's like, I just feel so good. Actually, I feel strong. I feel like I have this strength. And just the way he said the word strength, he was like, my lower back used to always feel so shaky and weak. And he was like, I just feel strong. I have this strength. Look, watch what I can do. And he like balances on one leg. And he has better balance than some people I've seen who don't have muscular dystrophy in the like office. Like he had, he was balancing on one leg, you know, it was incredible. But it was for me, the look in his face, like he was busting beliefs. Like he was creating footprints for other people to do what he did. And he connected to something so deep and he got a biological upgrade. You know, he got the upgrade and he even said, you know, like, I thought I believed in it, but this is like, this is so different. You know, when you have that physical feedback, you believe in it. And then he's like, now I'm a believer. Like I'm a true believer. And, you know, I believe him. I know he's going to be walking, you know, unassisted and he's going to be telling a story and changing the world. And so when I saw that, it, and I, and I, and I really changed my intention. It was like, I'm not open to possibility you know, like I'm not as open as I can be to possibility and it really shifted things for me. So once I opened up to possibility, well, hot damn, I saw things that, again, it's like, I don't even want to say them because, um, yeah, I just saw more of reality. Let's just put it this way. 
I saw a lot more of, of reality. Dr. Joe went really deep in his teaching and I knew I was missing pieces of information and I didn't think I'd get it all in one go. And he gave it to me all in one go. And, um, yeah, it was just amazing. So a huge takeaway was intention, the power of setting an intention, because that's how you go to work creating. You know, if you want to create your reality, I mean, you are creating your reality, like, you know, secrets out, you're creating your reality. If you want to create it and be more in conscious control, the way to do that is through intention. It's something Oprah talks about, Wayne Dyer talked about it. Now I understand why everyone talks about it so much. Um, You know, we were talking about this balance between intention and surrender, and this is really key. So I hope you're like paying attention that if you over intention, you're controlling. And if you over surrender, you're just being lazy. So there's this balance that you have to find between intention and surrender. And this is where I struggled because I would over-intentionalize things, if that's even a word, to the point of control. Because control is a tendency that I had from childhood because everything was so chaotic all the time. So I picked up this this habit of wanting to control. And so part of the work that I did on Friday, which you know I said Friday wasn't the day I was feeling it, but what I did do was really let go of control. And that was a huge step to having Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever, you know, part of having those amazing breakthrough days was that work that I did to get really uncomfortable. Friday was hugely uncomfortable for me and not in an uncomfortable, amazing, blissed out way. It was uncomfortable because I was facing my own shit. I was sitting in the fire with my crap and I was looking at it and I could see my control issues there so clearly. And um, like I said, if you have um, other coping mechanisms to deal with that, I had to get to the point where I could just look at it and just realize, you know, it was there to protect me. It was there to serve me. It was there to help me at a certain point, but it's not necessary now. So really just like loving it into transformation. But that process is uncomfortable. Sitting with yourself, looking at your own control tendencies. Um and then the outcome, so the the outcome wasn't what I wanted. You know, I was like, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> you know, this doesn't feel good anymore. But I had tried to control things my whole life so that they could go a certain way, so that I could feel a certain way. And it's just not working anymore. There's nothing wrong with it. If that's the way you want to live your life, I'm not here to judge, like I said. It just doesn't feel good anymore. It's not working. It's like I've exhausted this. Another thing that I did was I would like judge and compare myself to motivate myself. Like I didn't know how to feel good. People with, you know, a history of, de- of depression and, you know, the, you know, a very similar history to mine, you know, it's hard to know how to feel good. So the only way I knew how to like amp myself up and get myself going was to compare myself and judge myself to others. It doesn't feel good anymore. It's not working anymore. So how am I going to do these things? So I had to learn the power of letting go of control. Like what happens when I do? So I, it became an experiment to me. I wasn't like, I'm going to do this forever. And I wasn't rigid. I was like, I'm going to be free, easy, and just look at this as an experiment. Like what happens if I let go of control? And then every single moment making that decision to let go of control. And the result was like an experience like <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. 
And that's when I start to like, this is when I start to have a stronger memory. So I've had pretty strong memories of being in control. And what happens is I am creating new memories that are equally as powerful in the opposite direction of what happens when you do let go of control. And it becomes easier and easier. And I remind myself more than I forget the power of letting go of control. And that's, you know, I can I can set an intention without being so rigid with it that I try to control it, you know, and that's like a it's like a dial you can tune. And I've been like learning how to like move that dial, you know, now I'm like, ah, I feel like I'm hitting more of the sweet spot. So that's the like what I learned about control and surrender. And I had been feeling things in my third center, which has to do with control. And when you let the energy move there, whoa, it goes right to your heart. <laughs> and so my heart just kind of like exploded and blew open. That's when I said I was, you know, I was literally feeling grief and joy at the same time. And it was coming through tears in my eyes. And when you let yourself cry in front of 1400 people so that they can hear you, it changes things. <laughs> it changes things. And I had people come up to me afterwards. They like knew it was me. And they weren't even necessarily near me and they knew it was me and they thanked me for my courage. And I was like, huh? Because in my head, I had just assumed people were going to judge me. I was so worried about being judged, even though I did it anyway. The story in my head was like, people are going to judge me. And not only did people not judge me, they were grateful. And when I talked to them afterwards, it was because they could go deeper and uh, I think a previous version of myself, if I heard someone crying, I would almost take it on emotionally. Like that was my role. Like I have to take people's like emotions on and process it for them. And I heard a grown man like literally sobbing and wailing. And the same thing happened to me. I just acknowledged that I heard it and it allowed me to go deeper. And it's, I'm just so happy and proud that I have had those boundaries with myself not to do that not to take other people's stuff on and not to rob them of their own experience and their own pain which is their teacher I'm so happy I never took a pill for my pain I'm so happy I never had anybody claim to be a healer take away my pain um, I'm very happy because it was my teacher who's my teacher and this is something that's a huge lesson and a huge lesson in being present and a huge lesson to connecting to my own inner healer, who has been a huge part of my journey, like I talk about how I've gotten here. And so he didn't talk about that, but I talk about, um, he talks about connecting to the frequency of healing. I believe we have an inner healer that is always connected to that frequency that we have to tap into. And so you're going to hear me talk more about that in terms of breath work. Breath work was a huge part of my process to connecting to that inner healer. And then now it's not even a question. Like I know I'm connected to that all the time, you know, and um, that took a lot. Of, that took like years. You know, I've been doing breathwork for a while and it didn't click in until um, very, very recently that this is like a habit of mine now to just be connected to this frequency of healing all the time for myself. And then what I do with coaching is help others connect to that frequency themselves and so there's, you know, multiple layers of things we can go through. So if you have burnout, if you're dealing with some kind of addiction, whether that's to your phone or a different emotion, or maybe you're not even aware, but you know, things just don't feel good and you want to make a change 
and not even you want to make a change because change is going to happen. But if you really want to transform and take control, take your power back and change your life and transform your experience, reach out to me because I I very much want to help you. And I'm going to do a little bit of rebranding and marketing and um, my company name has actually changed. So you will see that because people can pronounce it and I was having issues. So I just kind of asked for guidance and uh, the most beautiful things are coming together. So we're in the process of doing a logo redesign. I finally found the right person at the Dr. Joe event, of course, who is going to help me with that. And so when that's ready, we'll do a bit of a relaunch. And um, yeah, I'm just so excited to help you if this feels resonant. Like I said, so many things in the world are changing and I want you to stay ahead of the curve. So you will hear me talk about this more and more. There is more to download from this event that I will share with you over the next coming weeks. Um, It'll probably take that long, honestly, but I just wanted to give you this quick little um, kind of surface level, really important tidbits that you may have heard before, but I really want you to keep your your mind open um, to all the possibilities with these. That's all I ask of you. So thank you so much. If this resonated with you, um, please share with a friend or you can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us so much. I will see you next week. Thank you so much. Talk to you then.